Welcome to the Relationship Mentors Podcast. This is a podcast where you can tune in every single week, catch up with us, as well as learn the knowledge to deepen your relationships. In this episode, we're getting into why 90% of couples break up, three things men need in a relationship that often gets overlooked, and should you break up if you have a crush on someone else? I am joined by Mia Cherry. <laughs> Hello, that everybody. Weird, hey? No, it's My fine. special guest that I hardly <laughs> ever see. <laughs> no, we truly decided to make this podcast because we not only want to give you guys more relationship advice, but also get to know more about us yeah. as humans and as individuals, as well as our dynamic in a relationship as well. Mm. Because like online, we just put out so much relationship content and advice. And this way in a podcast, it's a lot more personal and we're able to actually show our personality a lot more, yeah. our opinions a lot more, not just facts and statistics, but also our opinions and views on a lot of things. Yeah, it can so, look very polished online, hey? Yeah, 100%. So we just want to really pull down the curtains, break down all the walls, so you guys really feel like you know us yeah. as individuals and our relationship dynamics and feel like you can ask us anything. Yeah, really get to know us. And starting yeah. with that, looking back at this week, what was your favorite moment and biggest frustration? Yeah, so starting on that, I do think it will be great for us to every single podcast, we're going to ask each other th that same question. So then you guys get a recap on our previous week. Yeah. So to answer that, my favorite memory from the week. Favorite moment and biggest frustration. Okay, favorite moment was definitely today. So it's the 11th of January in America. So it's the 12th of January in Australia today. And we officially launched our conflict codes program. Yeah, so yeah. that was like a massive, massive thing today. And yeah, it was just like, obviously so much went into it. We're so passionate about this new conflict codes program. And it, we have a whole community, it's on an app. Like there's so much that goes into it. So I'm really proud, like it's such a proud moment, not just for myself, but what we've done as a relationship. Like we've created this together yeah. as a couple, like we're so passionate about it. So I, greatest moment was for sure that. And then the biggest frustration would also be because of how much we've put into our hearts and souls into this program and really refined it so much, a lot of pressure we have put not on, only on ourselves, but also in our dynamic, we really lean on each other a lot for not just our relationship, but we're also work colleagues. Business partners. Business we wear partners. a lot of hats, right? Yeah, we wear a lot of hats and especially coming up to the launch, we were so <laughs> excited to launch the program that we just had so much expectations on ourselves, which then caused a lot of, you just have a lot of emotions that's tied to it, especially when you're so passionate and put all of your heart and soul into a program mm. that it's like that then caused like more- Spill over in the relationship. Yeah. Everything's heightened, right? Yeah, emotions are heightened, triggers are heightened. Mm. So it's just like everything felt, I was gonna say tense, but that's not the word, just like gets heightened. Yeah. And it's just like a little thing would then push me over the edge to be like upset or emotional just because we had so much that. it's like pressure on us yeah, yeah. but i think it's 100 our own pressure that we oh, put 100%. on ourselves we love that. so it's just yeah like i put a lot of pressure on myself you always put you have put a lot of pressure on yourself especially for the last week yeah and then putting that together it was just emotional of just like expectations of ourselves and wanting mm. to make sure we held up to our own standards but also if we have our own standards for ourselves mm. we also 
believe that the other person has even higher standard or just as high standards for ourselves. But yeah. normally we are the ones that expect the most from ourselves. Yeah. So that was probably the biggest frustration when yeah, it just got super emotional. Yeah, cool. My favorite moment for the week was, it's actually eight days ago, if that still counts, was Mia's birthday. Yeah. Mia turned 25 years old mm-hmm. and something Mia really loves is words of affirmation. So really being told the little things I love about her and the little moments and the little behavior traits, like all the synchronicity, not synchronicity, it's just the small actions you do every single day. That's so normal to you, but it's often the reason that I love you. So I wrote down a massive list of like 70 words that, 70 things I loved about Mia. And I gave that to her in the morning and then read those out. And then it was the smallest little thing. Like, I love that you put the microwave on for 10 minutes just to heat something up for 30 seconds because you don't want to hear the ding. It's like an intuition. Yeah, it's like an intuition thing. I'll put the um, microwave on and then intuitively I'll know when I I feel like it's right to turn it off just so I don't have to hear the bing. Um, My biggest frustration would probably be similar to yours. Like we wear so many different hats in the relationship and it's really important to take the business hat off off sometimes and then put the relationship hat back on. Sometimes it'd be nine, 10 o'clock at night and we've been working on the business for 10 hours straight and we love it. And at the same time, being able to take that hat off and actually connect with each other on a deeper level rather than just always talking about work. And you've called me up on it a few times like, can we have a conversation that's not about work? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's probably due by now. <laughs> Literally like free-framing conversations before we jump into it. And that's the thing though, is like we're both so passionate about what we're doing. Mm. And it's like, it's we work so well in, in the dynamic of housemates in a relationship, loving each other, running business partners. Yeah, business partners, best friends. It's like we work so well in that dynamic. Mm. And then once... I was already like the heightened emotions I was talking about. Like if I'm constantly expecting so much of myself of about around work of like completing certain tasks and getting everything ready. Mm. And then we're just constantly talking about it as well. And like having biz- like felt like some days our whole day was business meetings. Like we're doing work in constant business meetings, yeah. but it was actually like, okay, actually scheduling in time where we are just connecting as a couple. Mm. I think we really started that last week. Yeah. And then, I feel like now we're just like having a meal together. That's very intentional relationship focused. (laughs) Yeah. And we wanted to do this podcast because we chat all day anyway. And we're like, oh, we might as well let other people in on this. Mm. And this really goes into the first topic, which is why 90% of relationships break down. And I feel like the amount of time we spend together, the amount of pressure business has had and the amount of external things that we've had, that, that would have broken a lot of relationships down. So why do you think that's not happened to us. Yeah, well, I think the biggest thing is, so a lot of people don't realize is, or they don't take responsibility for themselves a lot of the time. So it's like, it would be so easy for me to point my finger at you Mm. and say that you're the problem that all of this is happening. Mm. However, you're making me feel like this. Yeah, you're making me feel like this. You're doing that. However, I acknowledge that I am responsible for everything that I'm creating in my life. And so I take that responsibility and it's my responsibility to be happy and remember what I bring into the relationship. Mm. But I know there's like a statistic why like 90% of relationships don't work. Yeah, 90% of relationships end before the age of 30. Mm. And it's crazy. crazy. And the biggest part is that maturity level, I think, realizing that you are at cause, you are responsible for everything in your life. 
doesn't mean a lot of things are your fault, but it's really important you take responsibility. Like if your partner makes you upset, it's their fault, but it's your responsibility to teach them how to love you, right? 100%. So it's so important that you're actually first up teammates, I think a lot of it. Like you need to realize you're on the same team. It's not you versus them. It's not you in the fight or I win the fight. You both lose together or you both win together, right? Yeah, I love this quote that we say, which is, is like, if I win an argument, our relationship loses. If you win the argument, our relationship still loses. So it's like, it's never you against I, it's our relationship. Our relationship should win every single time. Mm. Sure. Yeah, that's that team dynamic that so many people don't have in their relationship because they're so ego driven, right? They're so, so have such a strong sense of self and not a sense of the relationship. Like you have three different entities in your relationship. You have yourself, you have your partner, and then you have the relationship. It's never you trying to fix them. It's never them trying to fix you. It's really important that you actually work together to fix the relationship. You work on the relationship together. That's your baby. That's what you're growing together, right? Yeah, so what are the three reasons that you reckon that relationships don't last? I think the big one is being individuals rather than teammates. So it's yeah. us against them. I'm right, you're wrong. That's number one. I think friendship is a big one. Mm -hmm. Like your relationship won't rise to the level of the hot, crazy sex. It'll fall to the level of your friendship, right? Mm -hmm. That is the baseline. Whenever you have conflict, it will always hit the baseline, which is your friendship. But if you haven't built up that strong friendship, then conflict can ruin you. You can run in the other direction. But if you know through all this conflict, through all this heated arguments, you still love each other and there's such a strong friendship there, then that's gonna be such a good base. And then the third thing, have you got the third thing? Yeah, I, the reason I was laughing was, was like, as you were saying, I'm like, oh, I remember there was a time, it was like almost a year ago now, because I don't remember what the situation was, but we were in the bedroom and then you came up to me for something. And I think I was just annoyed or we had just a conflict or something that was probably just small. However, I remember turning to you, like, you're lucky that we're friends. Otherwise, yeah. like we wouldn't just, ha we wouldn't have anything right now. Not yeah. in a, like not in, in a dramatic way. It was just in our, in the moment. So that's why that's so I funny. just had like a flashback of being like, we're lucky that we're friends because if we didn't have that right now, who knows? Yeah, like when you're in the dating yeah. period, it's really important that you build your friendship. It's not just sexual attraction. So often people are on dating apps and they're finding people and like, oh, that person is so attractive, but you don't actually like that person. And then you can hold this perfect persona for like three to six months. But after that, what's left? It's the raw materials of the two people there. Mm -hmm. And you need to like the other person. If you, like, if you broke up, would you still be friends with your partner? That's a great question to ask yourself. Would you actually still be friends if you never had sex again? A lot of you might not be having sex anyway. And that's <laughs> yeah. the reason that most couples break up, right? It's actually making time for each other to be intimate rather than just going to work, being stressed, coming home, going to the gym, sleeping next to each other, and then doing the same every single day. You need to actually be intentional. Yeah, and not just roommates with each other. So many people fall into roommates, right? Yeah. And that leads into the third reason that I believe that a lot of like 90% of the couples don't last is that they're always chasing the honeymoon phase. It's mm. like you talk a lot about and we talk a lot about the four stages stages within a relationship. And the first two phases, it's first the honeymoon phase and then the comfort phase. And then a lot of people just believe that it's only those two phases. That mm. the honeymoon phase we've just met, it's so fun and exciting and we're like easy going. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm so cool. You're showing up as like the best versions of yourselves. You're probably having a lot of sex and a lot of intimacy. And then you get into the comfort phase, which a lot of people 
can fall into the roommate stage in that section and then they're like yeah. oh the spark isn't there i want to get back to the honeymoon phase without realizing that there's another two phases that your relationship can go into to deepen the connection which is the yeah. team and then the build yeah which, absolutely yeah. like the the healing and growth which is the team coming together realizing you're choosing love over winning an argument when you want to when you want connection more than you want to win a fight that's when your relationship will actually start growing so the conflict phase and the comfort phase, like that's so, that's in every single relationship, right? It comes up, you're triggering each other. It doesn't feel the same as it used to be. You're not having as much sex. You're not trying to impress each other as much. You're making less time for each other, less date nights. It's like, cool, at this stage, there's two options. First option, desperately try and get back to the honeymoon phase. I wish it was the same as it used to be. And then the second option is, fuck this shit, I'm running away. Like. I'm not been in this relationship. I knew it wasn't right. I'll go to the next relationship. And that's why you see relationships go like the three to six month relationships yeah. that people just repeat, repeat, repeat. It's because they're unwilling to face their own shit. Like you said, it's that chasing perfection, right? Mm-hmm. And not even the three month relationship. Sometimes people are like, oh, but we've been together for a year and a half. Like sometimes you only didn't spend enough time together or didn't go deep enough that you still are just where a three month relationship would be at. You've just elongated that time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So moving on to my next question, which are what are the three things that men need in a relationship or three things that men need that women should know in a relationship with them? Yeah, I think this is really important because a lot of men lack the self-awareness of what they actually need in a relationship. Mm. They're so busy making sure that their girlfriend's happy. Oh, I just want my girlfriend to stop being angry at me. I just want my girlfriend to stop shouting at me. I wish she actually wanted to have sex. All this stuff, Mm. right? It's like... Maybe because you're not happy in yourself and you're not getting your own needs met, that's projecting onto your partner. So she's also not happy with you. And it's a deadly cycle, right? So men need to become more self-aware around what they actually need and teaching women what they need as well. Because sometimes men can't actually communicate that. So the first thing I'd say is patience. It is a huge thing. Men are very logical. Men can often just try and fix a situation. Men don't know how they're feeling. A lot of men have never been taught how to be in touch with their emotions. Growing up, a lot of the time, they could have an emotionally unavailable mum and dad. They could have not talked to their siblings much. They've never really learned how to open up emotionally. They've just been so in their head, trying to get ahead. And then you're trying to have a deep emotional conversation with them or make, get them to make a decision quickly or care about something. Maybe they don't know how to feel that deep yet. So having that patience and actually teaching your boyfriend how to emotionally connect is such a huge piece rather than just expecting them to know. A hundred percent. So what, what would that look like? Like letting them emotionally connect? Yeah, it's so like, asking it... deeper questions with the guy, like being patient. A lot of time women can ask questions and then the guy doesn't answer fast enough, fast enough and the woman gets so frustrated. Mm, Does that yeah. sound familiar? Yeah, 100%. I'm sorry. The biggest thing that I... Yeah really realized a lot as well is giving time to men to actually think since men are so great at single focus they they focus on one thing and nothing else really exists they're just so and that's a superpower it is 100 percent a superpower that men can really focus 
on one thing, hone in on one thing and actually get stuff done. It's like focusing on one thing, moving forward with that and everything else is just oblivious. And so a lot of the times since women are so multifascinated or however you say that word, there's like women can think about so many different things at once. They can multitask so, so well and that is their superpower. So to us as women, when we just ask you a question like, yes, you're doing work or yes, you're doing something else and I... Okay, I'm doing work, I am doing work, and I'm also thinking about the 50 other questions or the other things on my to-do list and working those out as I'm doing this other task. Mm. So I'm compl- always thinking about so many different things at once that when I look at you and ask you a question and you're doing something, then I'm just like, why aren't you listening? Like, I don't... It it's wasn't- like the train tracks. How, think of this analogy. Mm. When your boyfriend, when your husband is doing something and he's focused and you ask him a question, he has to move the train tracks onto the other rail to shift his focus and concentrate on something else rather than women who are just everywhere, right? They're able to switch things really fast. Sometimes men take a bit longer to switch. Mm-hmm. And it takes that time. It's like when you're moving the train tracks over to the other one, it takes time. It's like, so the biggest thing <laughs> that I would recommend is like, if your man is doing something, even if it is just watching TV, they are single focus on watching TV. So you do need a pre-frame of like, hey, Charlie, like, can I speak to you? Or like, hey, Charlie, I want to ask you something. It's like literally pre-framing them so they can then get out of that state and then fully listen to you. Because if you're, if he's watching TV or not that you really watch TV, but like if you're doing work mm. and I come up to you and just throw a question at you, of like, oh, like what do you want for dinner tonight? And you don't have an answer straight away. It's because it's like those train tracks are moving. (laughs) (laughs) So you can actually stop thinking about work and think about, oh, what do I feel like for dinner? Mm. 100%. Yeah. And that bleeds into the next one as well. A lot of time men need a cool down period. So the first one is patience. Learn to be patient with your man. Anytime you ask him a question, think about those train tracks that are moving onto the rail that's in your direction. And then number two is let him cool down after he does things. Sometimes if he's doing work or he's just walked in the door, sometimes he's so in his head, he's dealing with so much stress. He's been holding that in all day. And then he needs a cool down period. Everyone has their own way. Like a lot of men will have their own way on how they deal with stress. Some will want to go play 20 minutes of video games. Some will want to just go sit down on their own. Some will want to go mow the grass on the front lawn, right? Some will want to call their friends. Like there's so many different ways that men have a cool off period. So if your man walks through the door and he doesn't greet you the way you want to be greeted or you ask him questions straight away and you're on his back straight away and he reacts to that or he ignores you, it's because sometimes there's a lot of stress on his mind and he doesn't want to take it out on you. So he wants to have that cool off period and then he'll come back to you. That's such a huge piece. Mm, it's just so he can transition into... It's that transition, yeah. yeah. It's like him in work mode and authority figure or whatever his job role is to then have that transition for when he comes home of being the husband and being the lover for his wife and things like that. It's like he really need, he needs that cool down period for him to go through that transition mm. because since he is so single focused, like as a woman, you'd think... I'm a mum, I'm everything. You can be everything all at once. However, most yeah, men's brains don't work like that since they are so single focused. It is a transition to both of them, each of them. Yeah, that transition is such a good skill thinking of it. It's like when you're at home and then you drag whatever's going on at home into your work, say like you just argued, the kids have annoyed you. I don't know, the bills are late. It's like you drag that into your work and then your work gets affected. Or say you're really stressed at work, it's not going well, 
your boss is always on your ass, you've got targets you're not meeting, and then you go home to your wife, then that gets dragged along with you a lot of the time. Like a lot of men, a lot of people don't have the ability to transition from one thing to the next. A lot of time they're in work and then work gets dragged into home and they're at home and the personal business gets dragged into their work business. And it's just constantly getting dragged through everything, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can actually arrive home from work, regulate yourself, have your 20 minutes of cool down period, your girlfriend or wife knows that that's what you need because you've communicated that rather than just avoiding them, then you can actually transition through the different periods of the day. Mm -hmm. I love that. So the biggest thing is giving a man patience. Patience, number one. And addressing yourself before going into a conversation. And then the second one is... The cool down period. Yeah, cool down period. And the number three is... Um, Number three is clear instructions. I'd say a lot of men don't know what you want. Sometimes, like, generalizing men are a lot more logical and women are a lot more emotional and being emotional as a woman is a superpower right you're able to feel at such a deep level and be in touch with your emotions that a lot of men can't do it at that level right and sometimes women express themselves to men in an emotional level like they're feeling something and they just want to express themselves but a lot of the time the man comes with this logical brain and he just wants to fix things and he's like what's wrong how can i fix this thing and he's just doing the best he can with what he knows, right? He, wants, he loves you so much, but sometimes he doesn't know how to love you in the best way. So you come to him expressing yourself, then he just tries to fix you. And so many times it's like, I don't want you to fix me. I just want you to listen to me. 100%. And so many women feel unheard and unloved by that. 100%. I love the angle that you went down with that. And the other angle that I thought of was... It's like since men, you went for a lot more like emotional, nice, like cute, romantic way by the sounds of it. The way that I was looking at it as well from the same point is since men are so single focused and women are so who focus on multiple things and multitask a lot, that it's like sometimes men don't realize that there's also washing up to do or it's like cleaning around the house. I think it's like he, the body washes out. Yeah, the body washes the out. Dog the dog needs washing. Out. Like, like, oh, there's like clothes here, the dishes, like the washing's out, like all these things around the house that you could see. There's multiple things to do, but since the man is so single focused, sometimes they don't even see the mess. And you're like, it's visibly right in front of you. But if they're not focused, if they're not thinking about the dishes, they're not seeing the dishes hmm. because they're single focused on what they're thinking about at that time. Yeah. And that's like those probably- train tracks. Yeah, those train tracks. Even like we spoke about this when we first moved in together. It's just like, but you can like see that, you know, your shirt's on the table there. like oh, The coffee cup's on the side. Yeah, like Can you see that? It, it's right in front of you. How, what do you mean? And then the more research that we've done and the more of the... Like, clients we've coached. Yeah, clients we've coached. it show up in their relationships. We can just see that it's like, okay, they are... Men are so single focused and it shows up in so many different areas of life. Mm. If, like so many different areas of life and as well as women being so being able to multitask so much hmm. that you can see that, that you can just expect your partner to also be yeah like, so many men think women are just a less hairy version of them and mm-hmm. women think men are a more hairy version of them it's like you said that one to me i was like wow that's so true because men are like why is she so emotional why is she so sensitive why is she always up me about all this small stuff and then women are like why is he so dumb? Why can't he notice the coffee cups on the side? Why can't he notice the toothpaste has run out? Why can't he notice that the, we need milk? It's like, 
because you're two completely different people and recognizing your own separate powers and what you bring into the relationship as two different people is such a huge thing. And that goes into the teamwork, right? When you can recognize each other's powers, that feeds into the appreciation so much because instead of hating the other person, getting annoyed at the other person for what they're not, can you actually love them for what they are? I love that. And before we go into any more, I am wanting to move on to the questions as well. Mm-hmm. Well, so we had, have, which a lady has sent in. So I, what I'm wanting to do as well in all of these videos is to read out some of the pe- questions that people have and for us to go over our opinions and yeah. our advice. And, dissect it. Yeah, dissect it and just what we believe. You want to read it or do you want me to read it? <laughs> you can read it. <laughs> I can read. Oh, no, now I feel pressure. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Should I break up with my partner because of a crush? Please help. Hi all. I'm a 28-year-old female. I've been in a relationship with my boyfriend who's 33 for four years. The relationship is objectively great. He's wonderful and we are happy. However, for the past six years, I've been having doubts if the relationship is for me. I've also developed a ridiculous crush on someone else. I would never act on it and it's definitely not mutual but maybe it signifies something is wrong with my current relationship. The biggest problem is that I have never had an example of a happy and healthy marriage. My parents have been divorced several times and other family members stayed unhappy together and resent each other to this day. With no examples of what a marriage could look like, how am I supposed to know what to strive for? We are in no rush to get married, but I would like children in the future and I want to bring them into um, into relationship with doubts. I don't want to bring him into a relationship with doubts. I love my boyfriend. He supports me, makes me laugh, and he's my best friend. How do I know if that's enough? Should I break up with him because my crush on someone else means I don't love him enough? I don't want to break his heart or nor my own. Please let me know what you think. What would you do in my situation? How did you know your partner was the one? That's a big one to digest. Yeah, there's so much there. I think the biggest thing is, is like, okay, you're in a relationship and you have a really big crush on somebody else Mm. like red flag number one is like that's something that needs to be addressed Mm. not only that but then also who just going into right down the bottom where you're like you have you grew up in a family that didn't show you what a great healthy relationship looks like Mm. which does have a massive impact on the decisions you make moving forward. However, if you are like he's 33 and you're 28, it is an old enough stage to unsubscribe, like to be aware of, okay, there are healthy relationships out there and actually take responsibility that. Yeah. Just because you didn't grow up around some doesn't mean you can't look Mm -hmm. at some of that around you. Yeah. I do believe it's like the way you grow up and the environment you grow up in does have a massive effect on who you are and the personality and mm. the choices that you make in your life. However, it gets to a certain age where you become yeah, aware of it you all become, and you get to choose. Yeah. Like you become responsible for that result because it's like when you're a kid and you're, you see a certain thing and then that's the way you believe the world is. And that's how you react to situations in mm. life. If when you get to a certain age, like you're 28, you have the responsibility. Mm. Like it's on you now, like who you are as a person and the relationships that you see in your life. There are amazing and great relationships out there. And you would know that if you just look and subscribe to that, it's like you're continuing to subscribe to a old belief pattern that you had when you were a kid. Mm. That's the way I see it. Of like you're rejecting the responsibility <clears throat> for yourself to have a good relationship. Yeah, and everything is a 
sign to what you need in a relationship. Whatever you're seeking outside of the relationship is missing inside the relationship. So what are you seeking in that other person? Like this person has a ridiculous crush on someone else. Like, what is that? Are you not having enough sex in your relationship? Do you not feel emotionally connected? Are you not having enough fun? Is he not being romantic enough with you? Like something's missing in the relationship if you're seeking something from outside that relationship. Do you agree on that? Yeah, 100%. Especially the fact that... Sorry. <laughs> Your little points <laughs> to point me back at the microphone. Yeah. So what were you saying? Seeking outside the relationship. 100%. So like I see this in even like girlfriends since that I speak to or even like some of our female clients that it's like if they are starting to show you like they have someone else come into their life and even just like a male giving them attention, mm. they're like they can create a crush on that male. And they entertain Yeah, that. entertain it for the sole reason that they are just getting attention from them, not from any other reason, not for him being attractive, not for him having a great personality, just the fact that they are so deprived of attention and that they're getting it from this guy instead of their partner because they mm. haven't addressed that there's maybe even an issue in the relationship of like, oh, when you're on your phone at night, I feel like you're not giving me attention. Mm. When from a male's point of view, he could just be going through his wind down period. Yeah. It's just because it's like she could have just so been- So much sh- miscommunication. So much miscommunication. And I think just like if you're having these feelings for that opposite guy, it's like what are you lacking out of your relationship that you're getting from this person? And then having that conversation with your partner of what you're feeling like you're lacking in the relationship. Yeah, I've had clients in the past where they've found their girlfriend on a dating app, but that girlfriend has no intention to act on that. But the main thing they're seeking is attention. Like so many women are on dating apps and they will never go on a date in their life. They are on dating apps and they will never go on the date. The single reason they're on dating apps is to feel good. Yeah. is to be seen, is to appreciate it, is for people to value them, is to feel beautiful. Like they just want to feel recognized. They just want to feel loved. They just want to feel appreciated. And if they're not having that in their relationship, they will look outside of their relationship. So as a man, it's so important that you actually appreciate and love your woman, give her attention. And as a woman, it's really important if you're starting to feel like this, if you're starting to go outside the relationship for things like the flirtiness and entertaining other men. It's like, what are you not communicating in your relationship to get what you want? And then you might go to, but he's like this, but he's like this. That's you acting as oppositions, remember? You need to act as teammates. So what can you teach him on how to love you? That's a huge piece. Yeah, 100%. And then just asking her, answering her last question, which was, um, what would you do in my situation, which we just explained then how did you know that your partner was the one? Ooh, that's juicy don't 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 you want to go first yeah i can go first i feel like within a relationship like relationships overall is something that i've always been so in love with like i you love love i love love so much and that took me a while to even admit to myself because like i didn't want to be that typical girl that hmm. loves all the romantic side of things and then it wasn't until like a year before we met or got together that I was like, oh, do you know what? I actually love love and I'm going to fully embrace that. Mm. And I always knew that the relationship that I would have, I knew that it would feel this certain way. I wanted it so much to feel a certain way. Like mm. I wanted to feel loved. I wanted to feel chosen every single day. 
Because like love, you can love someone so much, but they like you're needing to choose the other person every single day. Like Charlie chooses me every single day to show that he loves me, to show that I'm to show me that he appreciates me and values me. Mm. Like that's just an everyday type of thing. And I just knew that I was really wanting to achieve that. And I really wanted someone that had very similar values to me and had a p- super pure heart. And then obviously just when I met you, you were so kind. Golden retriever energy. <laughs> Golden retriever energy. It's gotten you in trouble a few times. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I was like, you're just so kind. You're so loving. And from our very first message online, you've always shown me that you're interested and valued me. Like you've always, you've just always shown me that you've been interested every single day. Yeah. So it's like from, so cool. from the first message, he and then every single message after that. Like so were, now. <laughs> yeah, to now. There were like, there were no games. There was no like playing it cool of like, I'm too cool to like speak to her. Like you just showed me that you were. I don't want to look too interested. So I won't reply yeah. for a bit. It's like, I hate all the games. It's like, he all the, like playing it too cool or don't message or like, like, oh, we just went on a date, but I don't want to, don't know if she really enjoyed it and wants another date. So I'm not going to like talk to her or whatever. Hmm. It was like, you were just so intentional every single step of the way. Yeah. Every message was that we messaged that much was like from our first message he organized a date pretty much straight away but within those texts you just chose me every time yeah and then even on our date you just actively showed up and you're very chivalrous like very gentleman like thank you cool so how do you know if the person you're with is the person a lot of time you don't and it's not about finding the right person it's about choosing the right person yeah. Like you'll never find the one, you'll find a person and then you'll decide they're the one. And a lot of the time when people get into that comfort phase and things don't feel the same as it used to be, it's like, right, cool. This is sink or swim. Like, are you going to be fully committed to this person? Can you see a future with this person? Cool. Are you going to actually put the work in so you can let down your walls, you can work through your triggers and create that strong relationship. And on the crush bit, it's like, J. Cole has this line in his song, J. Cole's a rapper, and he says, there's always going to be badder bitches out there on the tour, but you'll never be happy until you love yours. It's like, there's always going to be a girl with bigger boobs or a guy with a faster car or a girl with whatever and the guy with whatever. (laughs) Like, there's always going to be, there's always going to be like candy out there, you know? But you need to be happy in your relationship. You need to fully love the other person. Like, when the novelty wears off, you have the raw materials to create a great relationship and it's so important that you actually create one. If you keep chasing that honeymoon period and that infatuation and that perfect shiny object all the time, then you'll never create that deep human connection that you really desire. So I feel like as soon as you find someone, you have fun and then you realize your futures are aligned, you can work out. And then it's about putting the work in to actually create that great relationship. Yeah, I was about to say, it's like it definitely is because any relationship can work when two people want to make it work. Mm. And it's like, even if it, like you mentioned a lot of things just before, and then it's also asking yourself, do you actually want it to work? It's like, are you actually wanting to spend the rest of your life with this person? Mm. Because sometimes people choose, like they're already in a relationship and settle for that relationship because they're not wanting like the fear of not finding someone else like they're not they're not actually wanting to be in the relationship they just know like oh it feels all right so why not yeah they'd rather Rather choose a familiar hell than a unfamiliar heaven yeah it's like 
it's so important that you actually recognize, do you actually want this? If so, then you choose it every single day because any yeah. relationship can work when you're both wanting to make it work. Yeah, the last thing you want to be mm. is one foot in, one foot out. It's like, oh, it's not a, the best relationship, but it, it is a relationship. Sometimes he loves me. He, um, he pays for my rent or she does mm. give me love. Uh, she sleeps with me sometimes. It's like, cool, you need to address this and be like, is this a person I want to be with? It's like, cool, let's put in the work to actually create a great relationship because there are so many mm. shitty relationships out there. And if you listen to this podcast, chances are you don't want to be one of them. So it's really important to choose to commit to your partner because you'll never find the one, you'll choose a person and then you'll choose for them to be the one. So that's what I'd say on finding the one. Yeah, that is perfect. I couldn't say that. Couldn't have said it any better myself. Perfect. So we caught up from the week just gone. We went through why 90% of couples break up. Three things men in a relationship that often gets overlooked. And should you break up if you have a crush on someone else? Now we're going to look at the week coming up. So what are you excited for this week, Mia Cherry? This week. So it's currently Friday and we are launching this on Monday. So I think I am very excited to launch the podcast yeah, that's going to be sick. Yeah. We literally decided cool. like two hours ago that we should start a podcast because we make a lot of content. Like we're all over Instagram and TikTok and we have a decent audience. We've probably got like 200,000 people across all the platforms that follow us. But at the same time, it's not a very deep connection they've got with us. Like a lot of time they just watch a 30 second piece of content from us and they follow. And a lot of time you don't build that deep connection so it's really important that for us showing up on podcasts like this longer form content where you can consume us, where you can build that deeper connection and really get to know us. Like that's the thing that we really want with our audience. So that's why we're on this podcast. And that's why two hours ago, we're like, we need some long form content. We make a bit of YouTube videos, but it's like podcast when people are in the gym, when people are going for walks, this is what they're consuming. So two hours later, we literally have filmed our first episode and we're going to launch yeah. it in a couple of days. That's fast action right there. And that's what you need. So I'm excited for the podcast to launch as well. And also I'm going to take you on a date this week and it's Aww. going to be really fun. And did you I, just decide that now? No, I decided yesterday. Aww. So I drove past, do you want me to tell you what it is now? Is no, I think that's it's not a big fancy one. Uh, oh, so, so, is it getting ice cream this afternoon oh we're we gonna get ice cream after this podcast because we're celebrating launching our program and mm -hmm. launching this well not launching the podcast but filming our first podcast yeah creating a podcast like coming up with the idea today yeah and then we're like okay then we just chatted about it then we're like okay let's have dinner at like five o'clock and then we just set up and we're like okay let's film this yeah. and i am actually really excited to start filming more podcasts with you yeah because i think it's just going to be super relaxed. yeah because we have a chat anyway we chat about all this stuff anyway yeah. so you get to listen in every single week you get to find out more about us catch up with our life get an inside look what's going on and then deepen your relationship by learning the tools on how to do so like so many people really love their partner but they lack the skills on how to make their partner feel loved so this is what the relationship this is what the Relationship Mentors podcast is all about, right? So every single week, tune in, catch up with us, learn some more things to implement into your relationship and create one that you actually love. Woo! <laughs> I'll see you guys in the next video next Monday. Yay. See you next week.